2: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, well, welcome back to the LifeWide Open podcast. We've been traveling for two weeks. We're finally back home. It feels good. We got a special guest on today, a fellow Midwest creator, Miles Montpleasure, aka the You Betcha Guy. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for
3: having me, guys. Uh, We've run into each other a few times, and I think it was good that we got together finally you know i think our audiences are a little bit different exactly but the midwest is the midwest so i think it works i got a funny
2: story about that so every time i you know i'm sure you have conversations like this someone will ask me what do you do for a living on i'm a youtuber and they'll go oh really you ever you ever heard of the, the you Betcha <laughs> guy and i'm like yeah yeah of course and they're like nice yeah you should see if you can do something with him <laughs> he's like, so funny more times than i can count
3: yeah, but, well, yeah. we're here. We're finally doing it. I know, we're finally together. doing it.
2: So when people come up to you,
4: being that we're both from the Midwest, and and they go, what do you do for a living? How do you explain that you make videos for the internet?
3: Yeah, so i kind of now just resorted to saying that I run a media company mm-hmm. and kind of roll with it that way. But at first, it was like when you're trying to explain. Now, like most of the time, people have seen the videos or at least have right. an idea. But I remember when... I told my parents that I was going to do this and they're like, yeah, but this like, isn't a job. Like, what are you going to, how are you going to pay the bills? You know, (laughs) luckily we've kind of gotten to the point where being a YouTuber and, and being, uh, Posting videos online is, like, much more of, like, an acceptable exactly. job. Exactly, yeah. But yep. it makes it easier to just be like, yeah, we just create content online. So, yeah. Yeah.
4: And how would you describe what you do? Are you a comedian? Are you a skit maker? Like, what would you say?
3: Yeah, it's it's a very loaded question. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely not a comedian. Uh, my buddy, Charlie Barons, he's he's a true comedian. That um, if if guy's you, hilarious. Yeah, if you don't know him, he's, he does similar stuff to us, but he also – is a stand-up guy, and he travels around and does tours and stuff. And when he was in Fargo, I did a hot five, is what they call that, of going up and doing five minutes of your own little stand-up jokes and stuff. And, you know, it was all right. People were kind of already wanting to laugh because they've seen my videos before, so it's not like a cold audience. But after I was done, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want to do this. So you
5: didn't want to do stand-up?
3: No, I don't do any stand-up at all. Um, I also like the business stuff more than probably other people who create content. And if you're on the road for 10 weeks, you're right. not going to be able to run a very good business behind the scenes. So no, it's it's all, um, back to the original question of what I, I – I would just say I'm a content creator. that's, yeah. that's it Boil it down to that because we do podcasts, we do videos, um you know, we've dabbled in blogs and stuff before, right. but that's just... Dude, you
2: yeah. guys are... You're building an empire. We've been watching for, I mean, at least two years now. And, I mean, we're big fans. We we love what you're doing. Yeah, I um, it.
3: But, yeah, you guys are just...
2: You're killing it.
3: The goal now is kind of what's... Is to make it so it's a little bit bigger than just me. Right. Because it's like I always tell Ryan he's sitting over there, the t-shirt guy. He's kind of your right hand man. Yeah. He's been there since the beginning. Um, but it's like, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, like eh, our business is kind of done. Right. You know, or like what you guys have is, you know, is more than just one person and all that. And I think that's one thing that I'm trying to do is make it into more than having other creators underneath us and stuff like that. That's kind of
2: what I noticed. You're almost like like a bar stool in a way you have all these subdivisions of, of different shows
3: and just different things you're doing like yeah I think the barstool is interesting because they kind of blaze the trail for content creators and that it doesn't have to just be you know you're by yourself doing your own thing it can be a group of people and I right. think that they've done a good job with that and their model is definitely it's interesting because they have a lot of uh, creators that they're paying that aren't necessarily bringing the company money. Right. Um, and the kind of the top people are supporting the rest of the company. And so it's kind of a interesting business model, but yeah.
4: So is that something that you want to do is continue to bring on different creators? Are you, are you trying to find them at like the ground level or would you rather pick up a creator that's already like established?
3: Yeah, I don't know. We've kind of done both now. Um, I think what really matters more is kind of the, the jockey on the horse rather than kind of where they're at, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's one gal that works, that does content with us that she submitted. We'd had like a little contest. She submitted and we're like, she's not going to win this, but there's just something about how she's presenting herself. Like she's not the funniest person in the room, but she, like you can clearly understand she knows how to like put out content that's Mm -hmm. like creates conversation and Mm -hmm. relatability. She gets it. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to kind of, weigh in all that different stuff like you don't just have to be the funniest person in the room or anything like that to create really good content um ryan shealy knows that pretty well he doesn't have to be (laughs) he's not not very funny but uh he he gets views on the internet right ryan (laughs) Uh, you you have your accountant on one don't you yeah so we we got basically we started a business podcast not necessarily because i'm like the most qualified it's just something that i like to do Right, you're going to have those conversations That's like our anyway. life, yeah yeah, 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 everything it's we not do. qualified, we're, but we like doing it. Yeah, it's like... Well, I found that if you just uh, exclaim on the internet enough times, people just think you're an expert. Like, I uh, just... Decided that I was going to be a ranch dressing expert. You know, I saw that, and, and we did a series for a while. We actually had two like stints doing it. Of it was called the Ranch Wrangler, <laughs> and you just like say that you know what good ranch is, and you post enough posts about it, and all of a sudden you you people, think somebody's going to question you. Yeah, this guy doesn't uh, know his ranch. This guy yeah. knows his way around a bottle. Well, that's of ranch. what you got to be nervous about. Is like there's actually maybe a guy who's actually a ranch, <laughs> ranch connoisseur calls you out. And now you got like, internet uh, beef. Yeah, blind taste tests, you know, because I was notoriously hating on Hidden Valley Ranch because I just don't think it's that really? good. Yeah, I'd rather have like a homemade. Well, what's funny is there's a lot of homemade ranches that are made from the Hidden Valley packet, like the powder. Right. So it's kind of whatever. But the actual <laughs> stuff that comes out of the bottle, I'm not necessarily a big fan of. And and that was like, people are like, we'll put that up against another one and see which one you like. Blind taste tests and... So, yeah, you're like, it's, it's just ranch. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> life. debating ranch with uh, keyboard warriors on the Internet. But, yeah.
5: So you're mostly Facebook and I would say Facebook is notorious for keyboard, yeah. keyboard warriors, right? So we
3: definitely came up on Facebook. We kind of hit it the timing right where Facebook wanted to compete with YouTube on their long form right. content Um, so they were kind of pushing long form stuff and we kind of hit it at the right time where they were doing that. And then they also started monetization like YouTube does. And so we, we built an audience there. We kind of tailored our content to be shareable and Mm comp, you know, tagging friends and stuff like that. And so that's kind of our audience grew the fastest. Um, and then on top of that, we've just been trying to slowly grow all the other ones Mm -hmm. and TikTok has been one that, um, was fun to try and figure out and yeah it was kind of like the race to a million followers on there it's it's
2: so interesting because i mean when you so we'll repurpose like a youtube video for facebook and in order to make it like pop which we still haven't mastered by any (laughs) means uh it it has to be completely recut and you know tailored for the facebook viewer whereas like a facebook video you know, I mean I guess it it could work on YouTube but for us it it wouldn't necessarily I be I imagine ideal. it's
3: probably got to be cut a little tighter, right? Yeah, it's got to move a little bit faster just because You get to get the point off right away. Yeah, whereas like I feel like on YouTube you click on a video and you're like you're committed I'll give this at least a couple minutes. Right. That I'll watch it whereas on Facebook you have like 10 seconds you're or I'm scrolling, just gonna keep maybe, going maybe. Yeah. yeah. Do you
2: mind going back and kind of just telling us what what all sparked this? Like how would you how would you get into this? Were you making videos for a long time or did this Yeah, like, so
3: Once I started doing this, I kind of, like, thought back to, like, you know, was there any, like, was I doing videos before? And growing up, it wasn't, like, a passion of mine or anything, but I do remember me and my younger brother would take the family video camera, and we made our own parody sports center. (laughs) So it was, like, you know, and and I was, like, the buttoned-up guy who was, like, trying to keep it serious, and he was, like, he was wearing, like, a Kobe Bryant jersey underneath a blazer, and it was just, (laughs) like, you know probably was not funny to anyone but us, but like that's kind of, I would say like where it all started is just messing around with the family video camera. After college, so, well, one, I went to college. So my dad owns a, a concrete construction business. Um, and I don't know if you guys have ever worked concrete before, but oh, you don't want to work concrete. <laughs> <It's> tough work, <laughs> yes. My dad always joked. He said that I made you work concrete growing up so that you would go get a college degree. Um, and wouldn't have to work concrete the rest of your life. Not that that's, it's just really tough work and it right. wears you down and whatever. But the first thing I did after I got a college degree was I went back and I worked concrete for a year <laughs> and I was like, y- y- my dad's right. I don't want to be doing this forever. So me and another guy in, in Fargo, um, started a, uh, like social media business You know, we basically, it was just me and another guy trying, like, somehow convincing businesses to let us run their social media. Because you
4: went to college for marketing or what? I
3: went to college. I got an exercise science degree, if you can believe that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so I played college football, so, like, that's what you do. yeah. Mm -hmm. You either become a gym teacher or a personal trainer if you're a college football (laughs) athlete, you know. Okay. Yep. Or or you, you do well enough and you try and use your name to be an insurance agent right. or, <laughs> or a realtor, you know? Like, you, you look at all the, the local... That is true. Like ...sports stars, yeah, they end up so, becoming an insurance agent, a realtor, or a car salesman. Those There are the is three. some truth in that. Yeah, because they just... You use your name, that's but people funny, love them. People it. love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, yeah. yeah, those are kind of the <laughs> paths that you choose. Um, but I always liked marketing and, and stuff like that, and... Um, So we luckily convinced a few people to, I don't know, let us run their social medias and we were really bad to start. (laughs) I can't believe that they let us do that. That was probably the course of two or three years where at one point meet between me and another guy, we had to edit like 30 videos. They weren't like long videos, but like minute to two minute videos in a month. Holy crap. And like, so I think that all those reps that we got kind of like laid the foundation for what you bet you ended up becoming of figuring out what does well on social media, how to edit a video. So work like that. And then what was it like four months before I started? You bet you, I was like, I got this idea for a page. The thesis was that everything that's happening on TV is going to happen on the internet and like someone's going to do it right. Like the action sports Yep. television shows you guys are now that like yeah. that's yeah. that's what you guys are the new age the internet version of that and i was like well someone's going to it's just going to get niche down a little right. bit more i'm like someone's going to be like the midwest page right the entertainment for people in the midwest so like let's just try it out um it kind of started more of like a lake page of like lake content right. boating stuff like that and then it just kind of morphed into more the the midwest on a broader scale and Luckily, we had a video blow up on Facebook that kind of laid the foundation. It was comparing a bush light to a spotted cow. I don't know if <laughs> you've ever been to Wisconsin yeah. and yeah. had a... Yeah, the they, spotted they spotted love their spotted cow. Yeah, and I That's didn't... sacred uh, and, to them. And I absolutely uh, pissed them all off by saying that <laughs> the bush, bush light way. was better than the spotted cow. And so did. Been, I'd have to agree, honestly. Yeah, well, and I've been repairing that relationship with Wisconsin <laughs> ever since, but... Uh, it turns out if you can trigger a few people, that's a good way to get a video to go viral. It's you true. Know. Yeah, I was, was that. going to
4: ask because you make all these stereotype videos. So, like, eventually one of these stereotypes has to get pissed off. Like, that's not how we are. You know, yeah, we're, pretty, we're yeah.
3: pretty strategic of like making sure that what we're saying is like You're has smart. credibility. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah. Like making fun of people who have trigger grills, not like making fun of, you know, a, you know, like, a certain group a shitty of Coleman people, yeah, or, something. or like something like that, or like attacking Yeti because I have seen massive. the Yeti beef. Yeah. yeah, the Yeti beef. The is, Yeti beef is Yeti funny. Beef is
2: real. So you don't, you don't fuck with Yeti, just to be clear.
3: Well, what's actually very funny is, well, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's very funny is I actually own a lot of Yeti products now <laughs> because we buy them for the videos. But I'm like, it sucks because I'm like, I can't be seen in public right. with a Yeti. You know, so it's like I just have these like Yeti products just sitting there doing nothing. I should probably like give them away to like family or whatever. But you've got the three hundred
5: dollar lawn chair sitting in the garage.
3: I, I actually, I actually do um, still have that, and it's like I, I have become what I've hated. <laughs> it was like a weird moment where you're sitting there and you're like, you look around, you got the cooler, the the eighty dollar lunchbox, the fifty dollar bottle opener, all this stuff sitting there, you're like. <laughs> Wait, am I a Yeti snob <laughs> <laughs> on accident? But uh, yeah. And then that, well, and that stemmed to make the, the U Betty, the, right. the, where I just took two inch insulation foam um, and duct taped it together. And I actually did like an ice test. And it actually, like three days later, had ice still in the Really? Because that's what a Yeti is. Yeah. It's just insulation foam wrapped in plastic. Right. So it was like. That was kind of a fun little project.
5: (laughs) What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call, one who doesn't forget to lock the doors, maybe one who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping that you won't notice. At Apartments.com, they understand that when it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, they eat what you serve them, and they never clog the toilet. And that's why Apartments.com has the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment that your perfect pet-friendly place becomes available. Apartments.com has so many features like 3D virtual tours, the ability to save your favorite apartments, and with over a million places to rent, you are absolutely going to find the right place for you. Apartments.com knows that moving can be stressful, but by giving you options, filtered searches, and more, they can help take away some of that stress. When I need a new apartment, I will definitely need a pet-friendly choice. So if you guys need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, check out Apartments.com
0: Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Is the Betty coming this spring?
3: Uh, I've actually thought, me and Ryan actually have done this before where... We were like we could, you know, uh, like wine and the canvas and wine things that gals go to, like where they they drink right. wine and then they like all paint a picture together. Yeah, we were like we should have a you Betty making class <laughs> where you drink Bushlight and you make a you Betty, yeah. and all you need was be insulation foam, duct tape, and that's about it. And uh, but we never ended up doing it. The logistics weren't as as good as what we wanted. But do you guys do coolers? Do you sell coolers? No, we've talked about it but it's kind of a business nightmare of right like, you got to make it good well not even that it's where do you store a thousand coolers <sighs> true it's true you know <laughs> it's like three cubic feet yeah. of cooler <laughs> right. times a thousand that's you know it's just a lot of space right and, and all that to to do but yeah we've we've definitely thought about it but uh, then it's also too it's like making it so that it's a priced appropriately you can't be the can't be shitty but it also can't be expensive yeah it's a whole thing right because
4: if you come out here and you make all these uh videos shit (laughs) not yeti and then you drop a product that isn't even comparable
3: well yeah it's like you you want to put out a cooler that's similar to an igloo that costs 40 bucks but it's like the reason why it costs 40 bucks because they produce them on a huge right level so you like would be making razor thin right margin it's a whole thing but
5: yeah so. And there'd be you Betty haters. Yeah. Be a nightmare.
3: Then I'm fighting with keyboard warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: We, we find it's best just not to even respond. Do you ever like go back and forth ever? Like if <sighs> someone's totally in the wrong, do you just shut them up real quick or not? Yeah,
3: I will be snarky at times. <laughs> Depends on the mood. You're right. Um, I think as I've gotten more busy... I, I, well, yeah, I just have done less of that. There has been times where I've wrote out a full comment and then just like sat there for a second and <laughs> like, I just deleted delete it. I, like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, because we try and do actual rational arguments on things that we tend to have less haters than people who are just trying to do right. outlandish things for clicks. Um, we, we put a lot of thought into what we're actually posting. Does it make sense or not? Um, so that kind of helps with not having as many negative comments, but
4: well, and your viewers are like the nicest people in the country, <laughs> the Midwest. Yes. I'd imagine most. So, is your audience mostly Midwest?
3: Yeah, so it's all the Midwest states are up there, and then it's like Texas, Florida, like rural Florida, right? Um, and then the Northeast are kind of the areas of the country. Like upstate New York is very similar to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. I mean it makes sense. It kind of just goes along that yep. chain. But yeah. Yeah, it's uh we kinda got the Midwest covered. It's kind of an it was an underserved market of like no one was putting out content. Like it was always everyone's just shitting on the Midwest for being right. you know, the middle of nowhere. And right. basically do you guys have internet there? Do you still ride yeah. horses everywhere? Like <clears throat> Yeah. Those I- comments, you're like, Okay, well we're you know, quality of life here is <laughs> infinitely better than you and your new york apartment that costs eight grand for 300 square feet so what do you who's the smarter one here right (laughs) yeah yeah.
4: i I think people find us interesting too because we're from the midwest and and they can watch us do all these videos and things and they're like first off i didn't even know that people lived in minnesota (laughs) (laughs) second off how do you do all this stuff isn't there like skyscrapers everywhere
3: yeah so i
4: mean yeah yeah, it just works for our content you got to create your content around where you live
3: well what's funny is when i watch your guys's videos i'm i must be like now crossing the threshold to being like my dad because i watch your guys videos and the first thing it pops into my head is so dumb (laughs) but it's like god the local law enforcement really got to hate these guys (laughs) (laughs) so i think it's like funny that it's like yeah i don't know you guys are driving your go-karts on the main road and i'm like Local law enforcement don't like these you guys know, very much. I, I can't imagine bad. they it's love just, it, but we it brings buzz. Never, we
2: never, we never, uh, we never really cause much trouble because it'll be like a Tuesday, and yeah. out here, no one, that no one's true. out on you the guys road are on a, in a spot That's kind of the weekend warriors and, type of, and yeah, and we we do a good job of like we don't want to bother people, right? We, yeah, yeah, like we're very meticulous. Like we would never, you know, cause trouble in front of someone out front of their house yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I suppose that law enforcement might not. Well, not super. like
3: whether they, you guys probably have a good relationship with them and have talked to them, them about, yes, but it's like, that's I went like total dad mode of like, yeah. well, you know, should, you be driving that go-kart. <laughs> all right. road? I'm like, Oh God, I'm turning into my dad. Like this is, I'm, I'm now lame. <laughs> I am lame that that's a thought
2: that pops into my head. So you're coming up with these videos. I feel like, Every single one of your videos is extremely relatable to anyone who has grown up in the Midwest or even those places that you had just previously mentioned. What's your creative process of like coming up with this? Is it just you? Is it like, is Ryan sitting there with you? Like, how do you come up with the ideas and and make it all happen?
3: Well, it's, what's actually funny is like, you know, you go to a family reunion and (laughs) probably your best
2: spot to get content. You're like like
3: building a video in your head as you're at the family reunion. You know, like I think that that's kind of, how a lot of stuff comes about is you're out with your friends at the bar. Got your ear yeah. to the ground. What kind of sucks, and you guys probably know this about content, is like you really never turn it off because you'll say something, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. a great video idea. Hold on, let me write it it's down. like my or, notes list is, yeah, is exactly. so far. Yeah, and I think that that just having your ear to the ground, paying attention to how people interact, I think I, my personality just kind of naturally points stuff that like that out, so I think that that helps. Um, And then obviously we have a team behind us that um, will bring ideas to the table and we will um, brainstorm and do all of that. How to make it better. Our best ideas come from just like – well, now what's kind of nice is our podcast feeds a lot of our like longer form video ideas because it'll mm-hmm. just be us talking about bullshit, and you whatever. know, like what everyone does. And then we put out a clip on that and that does really well. So I'm like, hey, we had our uh, how to drink patio beers video. Yeah, watch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stemmed from just a bit on the podcast talking about drinking patio beers. And so that's like also been a good way to almost like test market it. A right. That, which is yeah. kind of weird, but you
2: can kind of get an idea of how uh, everyone reacts to it or whatever. yeah.
3: It's like almost like a focus group without doing a focus group type of thing, which has been fun.
2: How many how many podcasts and like videos are you doing? Let's say just a month because you're putting out a lot of content.
3: Yeah, so we have at our company we have eighteen employees now. Um, probably Dang. five or six are just on the merchandise side of it um, and fulfilling orders and, and retail stuff, and then the rest is content creators. We have three full-time content creators. And then we have some part-time guys that are doing other stuff in the company that also, you know, our breakfast right. ball podcast, they are, you know, running other stuff, but then they do the podcast together. And so I would say the podcast, we have, you know, you Betcha radio, which is the main one that we're right. on. And that's kind of the one we put our weight behind. Um, I also do a raging workaholics podcast where it's just me talking about business stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have, a. Hot Dish Podcast, which is the gals in our office kind of have yep. their own podcast. Um, breakfast Ball Podcast, so probably like four or five. Yeah, dang. Um, but again, we have editors that, all these that people. do that yeah. and uh, create clips. And oh, and then we're also launching a new podcast with Charlie Barrons. Oh, nice! Um, called the Bellied Up Podcast. That <laughs> uh, is is actually a call in show. Oh, so, really? So we, good, yeah. we put out like, hey, call into this number and. <laughs> Um, like we did the Midwest advice and a, a, a gal called in from Germany and was and was like, hey, I'm born and raised in Germany what, what can I do to be more Midwestern? What? <laughs> is that a joke? No. And then Charlie Barron's told her that all she's got to do to be Midwestern is hit a deer with her car. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Oh my God, you're, you're telling people to get in traffic ass ac- ac- accidents. That's not good. But, uh,
2: that's so true though. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. That's like the, that's like the christening. like now you yeah. are Midwestern by hitting a deer with oh, your car. So true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we got that, and then they all, everyone kind of creates their own content on top of that. And
4: When you bring these employees on, do you kind of have them, you know, almost make their own schedules or, or decide, like, what they're doing throughout the day? Or, or as, like, the boss,
3: how do you keep them busy? We actually don't really have set hours. It's, like, more so you have set things you need to get done. You know, you, you got to put out a way. podcast every week. You got to put out X amount of videos every week. And then you just make that happen and how you do it and what time you do it and all that is kind of up to each individual creator. Figuring out how to not micromanage everyone is like now the stage that I'm at of letting go and letting people be creative and do all that. It's been tough. Um, But sometimes you just get to a point where when you're trying to like control everything, you get so exhausted from doing that. You're like finally just (laughs) like, you know what? Screw it. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) It does it. It does it. it. Yeah. And then it ends up going better. So it's, yeah, it's, Definitely a learning curve on that side of it. So, there isn't a like a
2: schedule then. Like, they're not like, hey, on
3: Tuesdays we film, you bet your
2: radio. Well, maybe you do have that. Yes.
3: But. Yeah. So, we have like a schedule like that, but um, everyone kind of sets their own schedule of when they're posting this video and not. They kind of do it week by week. We want to get to planning. I mean, you guys maybe feel this. Maybe, maybe you guys do plan further ahead, but we've like never been able to plan really? more than like two weeks ahead just because. I don't know. Part of that is the company's taking on my personality, and I'm like a push everything off till last minute type of guy. <laughs> Sometimes your best work comes out in the last minute. Thank though. you, yeah. See, Ryan. Because Ryan's the exact opposite. He wants to plan way ahead, and I'm like, you know what? But I'm gonna be so much smarter in two days, <laughs> right? Like, what if I think of a better idea in the next two days? Then you know, then we're screwed. Yeah, there is so,
4: something to be said about putting it down to the last minute, and then that's when you really do put in your best work. Like when we're editing videos, we, we'll we'll have a video filmed like a week in advance, and we, me and CJ, don't even start editing it until the morning that we have to drop it at seven. But that it's night. a grind. And I mean, we it, show oh, up six a.m. And, yeah, and we go, me go me till seven. Yeah.
2: Maybe you get like lunch. But but when
4: we just tell ourselves like we don't have a choice, we have to make it right. done. Then it's like, and eh, we're probably a little more. You yeah, know yeah. this is going to be cut right here, and I'm not even going to think twice about it. And well, it probably it's probably the right decision, and you,
3: and you have this like ideal thing in your head, right? Mm. Of that someday I'm going to have my shit together, right? And it won't be like this, yeah. And then another day, another week, another month, another year comes, and it's the same shit over and over again. You need
2: the pressure though. So like we tried,
3: <laughs> we tried, uh, we tried editing
2: yesterday to get a little bit ahead because we knew we were going to run the podcast and we're planning on dropping a video tonight. Yep. So we, I, I mean, we got the most part of it done, but I was planning like, oh, I'm just going to have it all done. I I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. I was like, I got so much time. Like once we get done with the podcast, I'll probably have like seven hours left. Like this is just a little two-hour bit. Is that a Midwestern thing? I don't know.
3: Ryan, how do you feel? He's like, I hate it. But- I think it's a personality thing. Right. Personality. I think it's like the, if you're a creative person. Like a lot of content creators are, they naturally are more yeah. procra- procrastinators and all of that. And I think that's probably part of it.
2: Yeah. I feel like if you have too much time, then you almost overthink it. Yeah. You have to have like, there's a certain amount. It can't be like too little though. Cause then you're just gonna.
3: Well, we actually have run into that with our videos where we will like have sunk an, a way too much time into something. And we're like. Just, the internet's gonna hate this. It's not even yeah. funny. Well, you know? like we yeah, we just put way too much thought and effort into mm-hmm. it, and that it actually made it worse because we overthought things. And sometimes all that you just gotta run it, man. Yeah, that's the beauty of the internet is it is very run and gun at times.
2: For the most part, you could have the best video last week. Doesn't really matter next week cause, you know, yeah. or
3: this week because
2: there's something new going on or whatever. Well, you know? like People I even think forget. about
3: like. What if just less people were on the internet when you posted it that day because it was nice out? Right. Was no, awesome, there's a lot of you know? things. Like, there's there's, there's so many factors. factors that it's you just have to almost try and make good content and not get too bent out of shape if something you think is mm-hmm. going to do well doesn't. So and. do you
2: break down analytics? like Do you kind of analyze and try to figure out?
3: Yeah, we look at things like watch time and mm-hmm. uh, um, thumbnail click-through rate. Retention. Yeah, we're starting to get more into YouTube. It's one of those things too, though. Like, our uh, we kind of have a style that if we were to do the classic YouTube style, it doesn't like fit ours. So we're Tough. like trying to find a a thing that will that YouTube algorithm likes, but also like still fits our brand, and we're not just becoming the like right. you know over the top YouTuber because that's not our style, and right. it, it works on YouTube, but we just are. We're in the middle of figuring that yeah. out. But yeah,
2: I feel like your audience too has got to be. I mean. Most of, like your uh, jokes and you know the way the video is tailored, the people is tailored to. You gotta be, I mean, I'd say at least twenty. Like you gotta be able to kind of have a little bit of life behind you, where you can understand, like, oh, I do that. Yeah, I think where
3: we relate to a younger audience is like, oh yeah, my dad is doing true, very true. I think that that's been kind of there, but you're right, like either I will have to figure out a way to appeal to a younger audience or we'll have to hire someone that does or You'd whatever. You'd be surprised, though. YouTube is, uh, there's quite a bit of
2: older, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
3: It's the same thing with TikTok. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. just 14-year-old kids are dancing on TikTok, and it's like mm-hmm. the amount of moms and right whatever that are 40 years old that scroll just TikTok scroll all night. Three hours know? a it's, day. Yeah, it's, I think that the internet's maturing that way where it's like less like, I don't go on that platform because I'm this old. It's kind of everyone's mm-hmm. on everything now.
2: It's really funny because yeah, we'll be like I'll go to the gas station and it'll be like a really little kid. Like I mean, I, like I'm like I don't know if they should really be watching this type of like like seven. And now you're sounding like your dad. Right. <laughs> and I'll t- I'll say hi or whatever. Take a picture. But then I go to the bar that night and it'll be like a. Fifty-five, six-year-old man. He's like, man, I used to be just like you when I was your age, and yeah. you know, so it's 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 such a
3: yeah, it's such a broad spectrum, mm-hmm, which is good. I'd like it. I, I feel like that's the best way to have it. The thing with kids now is like, they they're so glued to the iPad, which is kind of funny. We've talked about iPad kids. But, but how funny yep. is it that like we're like, God, that that's iPad's gonna rot their brain, and like our parents were like that N64 is going to rot your brain. And then their parents said that the TV was going to, you know, and then their parents said the radio was going to rot their brain. And like people used to literally sit in a living room next to the radio and just listen like this. Can you imagine? (laughs) I know. I know. But I suppose now people do it. They just have headphones in. They listen right. to do a podcast. But it's just funny because it just goes in cycles. It's, it's the like same thing really over. You ever think we're about all just on a loop, which is kind of sad. But <laughs> yeah. you, you ever think about how back when you were a kid,
2: uh, they were like, "Don't sit too close to the TV." Like, yeah, don't stay too close. Now Which, they got the fucking goggles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like, and of course, my personality, like, oh, don't put my face too close. I'm like this close. Yeah. <laughs> you can see each individual pixel. You know, it's like, yeah, and I'm really doing bad now, right? It's just, it's dumb. Or what's your opinion on the metaverse? Uh, <laughs> metaverse, I think we're a ways out. I think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. why would? kids go and try and line up going to the mall and hanging out together when they could just go to the virtual mall, sitting on their couch right, and talk to their friends and see them and high five them in the virtual world. So I think that that's eventually where we're going. I mean, COVID was a great example of the metaverse in a sense of we all figured out how to communicate without being in the same room. Zoom took off. Everyone mm-hmm. is now. Okay. I mean, I you know, we're building a building right now. I have not done one of those meetings in person. It's all been over, you know, Microsoft Teams or Zoom or whatever. Yep. And that's what the metaverse is, is just communication without having to be in the same room. And so I think that that's probably where it's going. It is why I am like have a little FOMO of like, like imagine if you you were when they settled the United States and you just like could buy, you could buy land for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, you could buy 10,000 100,000 acres for, like, 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's kind of what's happening on the metaverse. And I'm like, and I know it, that, but I still can't justify spending money in so the metaverse. <laughs> so it's like, I but am I missing out on the gold rush that yeah. is, like... <laughs> you know, like, I heard, like, Snoop Dogg bought, like, a lot in the yeah. metaverse. And you're like, God, would be sick to be next to Snoop Dogg.
4: And <laughs> somebody paid, like... A million dollars to be his neighbors. Yeah. Like no, I that. think
2: I think one of the Nelk boys and Snoop Dogg. I might be wrong, but I think they are metaverse neighbors. neighbors. Yeah. yeah.
5: Your grandkids are sitting there in like two hundred years, hundred years, whatever. And they're like, "Oh, my grandpa, he invested a lot in the metaverse, yeah. so we got lots of land." Or, <laughs> or they're exactly. listening
4: to this podcast right now,
3: and they're like, "You
2: motherfucker!
4: Why did
3: you buy more?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that's yeah, yeah. Shit. Now listen to me. Now I can't do the, you know, well, I guess I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, I'm going to go buy some after this. Yeah, I Ryan think part of the home. reason with the metaverse right now is people don't really know like where to go. I don't even know where to go to like get on there. How do you even buy in the metaverse? I don't know. I don't know. I think that that's the hurdle that they have right now. Is it's very uh, you got to know a guy. Almost it feels like you know, like like buying it like bootlegging. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think there's no a idea. website. I think there yeah. is. I and I don't know enough
2: to like. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's. You just got to know the website. It's pretty simple. You can like look and see what this person bought for it's just like anything <laughs> is this yeah. like one of those if websites though for sale.
4: yeah but is it turns out it's
2: not even really just yeah yeah, yeah. Some like dude on the other i own 50 shit. acres
4: up on the moon,
3: <laughs> moon. Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah oh yeah it's so hard now it used to be so easy you used to have to cross the entire country and put up a couple stake posts yeah. you know i mean
3: that's what's going on in the <laughs> metaverse good. and we're sitting here with our you know sitting on our hands not not taking advantage of the gold rush but Fuck, yeah. we gotta get some after shit, this. Shit all right, me. yeah, this is bad.
4: We're looking into that after this podcast. Yeah, Sea boys, and you bet you own all of the Midwest in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah.
3: I bet you no one's
4: buying. Yeah, the Midwest. yeah no
3: one wants all the farmland. Yeah. In, like, in metaverse. we're like, this is gonna be worth something in four hundred years. What's gonna be kind of messed up is like. People will just have jobs in the metaverse Yeah. of like, you will just be like begging groceries in the metaverse. You think? But it's cooler because it's here. It's virtual. You how know? does and that? It's insane. Do you think, they're think gonna
4: you're going to actually have to like too. be moving though? Like how does that work? If it, yeah. if it is in the metaverse and they're working, They'll have are to, they going to just be using the soup their soup mind or like there. holding like the, yeah. whatever those things are?
3: I think you literally would you would just walk into in. the room and you'd see a guy standing there like looking like he's doing the you know grabbing the groceries dance that you know the- <laughs> dude imagine
2: gonna be so unhealthy <laughs> just fat and sitting there to just-
3: imagine it's like Wally but why would, would you be Wally why would you work hard to make money and do the American dream when you could just get home from your bagging groceries job. Put on the goggles, and in the metaverse, you have a Lamborghini and right. all that. You you're know? the man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, why would you
5: imagine, though, you you get the metaverse, you, you're all excited, and you get stuck begging fucking
3: groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like a CEO of a
5: company, and you're like, God damn it, I did it again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> History repeating itself. Again. <laughs> yeah.
5: You get done like freaking stocking shelves at. Yeah. hornbockers and then you have to go to the metaverse and bag groceries yeah
3: you got screwed out of one of the business <laughs> deals in the metaverse and you got to go back to work and groceries damn it. that would suck yeah holy
4: fuck um, all right we kind of went down a rabbit hole <laughs> <rabbit> of <hole there. laughs> that um how it
3: goes. bush light is one of your sponsors correct yes so uh at first probably the first two and a half years we were just kind of I just love Bush Light, and that's kind of where it came from, is just promoting it that way. And we do have an official partnership with them now, which is really? fun. Dude, to that's so to sick. Do, but, yeah. Why don't you bring a case here? <laughs> uh, well, I didn't drive my car, and, Ryan, <laughs> and what Ryan's car is the cleanest truck you've ever seen, so he doesn't have any stragglers in there either. So, fortunately, I didn't. <laughs> bring a case but
4: i'm just so kidding. how does that work did you reach out to them or did yeah. they hit you up because they i'm sure you're <laughs> plugging them left and right and for the longest time they were probably just taking the free publicity or what
3: yeah so it was like it kind of became well i also like wanted people to know that i was doing this because i like drinking Bushlight, light not because they're paying me right and so i was That's actually to- like i had a conversation with them and i'm like i think we should officially work together at some point but let's just not do it yet so oh. i actually like told them that I really? didn't want to do that right away because I wanted people to not be like, oh, this guy's just doing it for the cash. You know, like I think that that's one thing that's really tough about social media is like in order to pay the bills, you got to do brand deals and add revenue and all that other stuff. But at the same time, you want to keep some authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like, I'll do brand deals with other companies and other sectors, but let's try and keep the beer category as authentic for as long as possible. And eventually it made sense, you know, right. money wise and all that stuff. But, uh, and it opens up the doors. They, you know, you get to go to more events and stuff right. like that. Makes but, it uh, more official. We've done our work to make them feel comfortable like that. I'm not gonna, they can put their money behind us because right. I, I've shown that I'm not going to do something stupid. I think that that's like those big corporations. It's tough. They if they co-sign you and you do something stupid, then they're like, "Well, that's bad reflection on us, bad know. PR." Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we
4: know. No, I mean, we work with Polaris. Yep. So they're like our corporate sponsor. Yeah. I mean, and um, phenomenal company, but kind of the same thing where they're like, "All right, guys, yeah, let's if, maybe if cool, we're gonna little back little, uh, you, yeah. like, yeah, don't be." And that's one don't thing. Don't make if, us like, look bad.
3: You're a content creator, and you're listening to this. There's a time to be edgy, and there's a time to be smart. Long-term don't, plays. Don't do things for the quick views of that you're going to be edgy and say something dumb or do something dumb. Be strategic about it. If you're going to take a risk on jumping a jet ski over a road, like make sure it's calculated and that right. you're not going to like piss off any of your stuff, right? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, don't do that. And Don't do that. <laughs> oh, God, it's dusty in here. You guys need to... Yeah, I know we need to get Ken on this on the
2: Swiffer yeah.
4: over there so what does that look like having a sponsor a beer sponsorship do they just be like all right well you'll get a pallet of bush light and you got to put it in the fridge or do you, whenever you go to the store you just get a show a card and like hey this one's on bush <laughs> yeah how well, does that work It's
3: not so much that but we do get regular shipments of bush light to the office is yeah. like, you know, every month or every God, other that, month. That could be yeah. deadly if that's that happening be deadly. around here. And it's like funny when we have a guest, uh, one of the gals that works for me, she's, she's my assistant, and I'm like, one of the roles that she has to do is the – Make sure that the beer fridges look pristine. Right. <laughs> That's <laughs> which important. It's just kind, of, kind of funny. I'm like, labels out. <laughs> yeah. Make sure when we get new beer, you rotate. You take the stuff from the back of the fridge, put it in the front, put the new beer in Otherwise the back. Skunk, yep. You know, like, just let's make it, it sure that there's no gaps in it. It's like really funny that I'm like very particular about the beer fridge, um, where in reality, it probably isn't that big of a deal, but it's like you know, take pride in my Bush light fridge. So the details yeah. matter. Yeah, you do.
4: So our buddy, Evan, who we actually just hired, loves Twisted Teas. I'm, I'm not sure if you can <laughs> like he, he. I'm not sure how much you can talk about it because they're, I don't they're know. not owned by Bush. I don't right? know who. But anyway, the dude loves Twisted Teas. So like we we reached out to Twisted Teas and tried to get them to work with us because we surprised them with like a little dirt bike and we got like a Twisted tea yeah. wrap on it and everything and and got him like a onesie and we were like, hey yo, can you guys, like, just work with us on this? And we'll be like, hey, sponsored by Twisted Tea, they help us surprise Evan with this new bike, right? Right. Nothing.
6: Yeah. They
5: didn't even offer free shipping for the onesie for the that one we bought. For the
4: <laughs> free shipping. Yeah, that's all I, so, I mean. so do you have any recommendations as to how we can get our foot
3: more in the door? You can do two routes. One, you can almost just do it so they eventually have to. That was kind of our, like, deal is, like, we just did such a good job Promoting their brand and making it part of culture, that like they're kind of like, well, like, it looks bad on their part. Yeah, like people are commenting, like, you should do, like, you should do this and that. So that's like one way, like, you just double down, triple down, quadruple Mm -hmm. down on Twisted Tea. Okay. Or you just get a good agent that knows the right person because t- probably the problem is you just haven't got to the right person right. to talk yeah. to you know yeah. it's and that's like oftentimes those brands social media teams and stuff is like some intern right who's like the the nephew of the owner of the company or some shit you yeah. know <laughs> so it's like not necessarily like their fault either they don't really know what they're doing but
2: i almost wondered
3: like they're just they're
2: watching from afar like why would we sponsor them we don't have to do anything, and they're still promoting us. So yeah, you know, there's like a line almost.
3: It's one of those things where it, you got to be strategic, and that's like actually, I think a good agent is comes into yeah. play there. Of like, they can negotiate, like, hey, well, they're gonna start drinking this seltzer instead of twisted right. tea, and stop promoting. We're gonna promote your competitor, and they can use that as leverage and stuff like that. So,
2: so when you're out out at a bar, you're kind of known as you love bush lights, whatever. I can't imagine how many people are coming up to you, trying to get you to drink a bush with them. Yeah, or,
3: well, and that's like, I mean, that's, I now know that when I go to the bar, that's what is like, and it's so I'm prepared that for way. that. It, but it's also like funny, like you go to a bar to like hang out and meet new people and do that. So that's like, I enjoy that part of it. What's actually funny is there's a bunch of dudes in the Midwest that just, I mean, you guys have a guy working here that, looks like me yeah <laughs> and so your stunt double ken yeah.
2: he doesn't do much stunts but he well for you yeah. whatever you want
3: <laughs> well luckily i don't do much that needs stunting you know i so well, you usually could... like i'll throw my back out like lifting a cooler so maybe that's <laughs> what we need you for you know it's yeah. Yeah. a cooler jockey yeah. if you
4: hired ken to organize your beer and lift your coolers he
3: would be the happiest guy <laughs> <I promise. Done. laughs> Sorry, we're going to poach them over to you betcha, guys. Uh, Imagine but, how
4: funny that would be if we just never said anything and
3: Ken just flips left. on us. Uh, but what's funny is those guys that look like me, they'll message me and be like, hey, man, thanks for the free beer last night. So <laughs> someone thought it was you and they bought me a beer. it, But like they couldn't like not give them the beer once they found out it wasn't. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, they just gave me a beer. If you're thick with two Cs like me, you got a dark beard, you know, maybe try and take advantage, get a free beer out of the deal. <laughs> maybe play it up.
4: Do a lot of people come up and, and
3: try and get you drunk, though? When you first start doing events, you know, you get jazzed up and you start <laughs> right. shotgunning beers with fans and you yeah. start doing shots with fans and next thing you know, you're time traveling at the bar <laughs> at when you're supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of instituted like a, I don't really do, I don't shotgun or do shots at like events and stuff. Unless it's, like, the end of the event. Because otherwise I'm Take just, like, acceptance. you get too drunk yeah. and then you make it fool yourself. And, like, 100%. as weird as it sounds, like, it is still, like, my job. And I don't want to, like, tarnish what we're building because I got drunk and did something <laughs> stupid. <And laughs> someone took a Snapchat and put it on TikTok. And, yeah, right. like, there's, like, a fine line of, like, I obviously want to drink with people who are fans, you betcha. But also at the same time, I got to, like, make sure I'm not being mm-hmm. a total
1: idiot. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Supply.
5: People ever walk up and go, oh, you betcha. Yeah. Do they do the, like, maybe yeah, not, like, it, in the best time? It almost
2: feels like
3: they're clowning on you. Yeah. Kind of. yeah, a little bit, but it's now it's more of like a, you betcha! They, like, yeah. yell it across the right. room, or they'll just come up. Like, I, I just will have, you know... Thirty-five-year-old dudes just walk by me and just look at me like, like creepily, and just be like, "Push!" <laughs> and they just like keep walking. They don't even stop to like say anything else. So that's always interesting. Yep, yeah, push. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't had too many negative fan interactions. Um, that's good. Every once in a while, I do get someone that brings me a spotted cow. Really? Oh. Like, like, what do you oh, do? Throw it sec- on the ground? Yeah. I usually just like smash oh, it on well, his head, like, <laughs> give it to someone else. And yeah. It's like you don't want to crush their, you know, like they're gay. Hey, oh, thanks for the gifts, but also f you, I don't want it. <laughs> right. You know.
5: So I feel when someone brings me a diet Mountain Dew, oh, they think man. it's the fun because I'm a Mountain Dew guy, and they'll bring me a diet Mountain Dew, and they think it's the funniest joke ever. I'm like, thank you, but I don't really want this. Can
3: we can we unbox the Mountain Dew thing a little bit here? He but loves so, Mountain Dew. So what's when did you start drinking Mountain Dew? Like as a kid, and you just <laughs> never stopped. As a toddler, yeah. <laughs> <was> no, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> <His> sippy cup. <laughs> well, I don't know.
5: It's good. It's a good. Pop. I mean, it,
3: it objectively is a great <laughs> pop, but I'm just saying, like. I usually usually it's like you go through a certain phase in your life where like Mountain Dew is really prevalent, and then you don't have that. You just have I been, have stuck, stuck with the phase. Stopped. You've been ride or die since the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's normally like eighth Unless, ninth grade. You stop drinking Mountain
5: Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they don't serve Pepsi, then I have Coke. No, Mellow Yellow.
3: You like how that was like my way of saying like when you're gonna grow up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like said it very politically. Then. I don't yeah. think that he, good, I man. don't think you can, Ryan. Ryan drinks
2: a, a Mountain Dew instead of a water.
3: No, Mountain Dew is gr- like. I, if if I haven't had a Mountain Dew in like a year, and you you put it's ice Crisp, cold, whatever, a good oh sober God. pop, so great. Um, but the question is, is they also have some good other flavors as well. Like the Mountain Dew Original is obviously great, but what's your like favorite side flavor of it? There's there's Mountain Dew, Code Red. Yep. There's the Live Wire. Mm-hmm. There was one that was like just a black pop. Yeah, what do you remember that? the Blackout. grape? Yeah, yeah
5: Blackout. Blackout. Pitch,
3: pitch, Baja. Baja. It was Pitch Black. It was Pitch Baja, Baja
5: Blast. Baja Blast. Honestly, I'm a bit of an original guy. But if I, you
3: had to pick the second, what's your secondary one?
5: Probably Baja Blast. Yeah. Gotta go Baja Blast, I, I think. I think
3: I'm a Code Red guy, mostly because that was like their first side like, yeah, flavor uh-huh. they did. Yeah. And um, it was always like, "Yeah, Dad, let's go to the gas station. Let's get a cold red." Yeah, felt <laughs> like a badass drinking it. I just hyped up on yeah. sugar for like <laughs> an hour, and then you just crash. As a child, but yeah. it's my
4: life. Man, we're really unpacking Ryan here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. What
3: other what other stuff you got that? <laughs> what else you into? What, what's what your other, other stuff, problems? Yeah, what other stuff you got from your childhood that we can unpack? Uh, <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Hey. Okay. All right. What's your opinion on seltzers? Uh, I think that it was very smart to try and have a competitor to beers. Like, you know, it's it's really not that much healthier than you, but they did a really good healthier Making than beer, think. but they just did a really good job marketing it like it was a healthy alcohol option. Do you drink them um, at all? No. no you so don't. you're
2: going to the fridge. You're getting ready to drink a nice crisp, cold bush this will never happen to you because obviously yeah. you won't. But you open it and there's there's no bush. Yeah. All, you, all you got is a a happy dad an, or a, a white claw, one of the two, and an IPA. <laughs> yeah.
3: What are you and drinking? That's, that's tough sledding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can Go to the store, you yeah, you, you legally binded, it. Probably can't. Answer I'm that looking question. for the liquor cabinet. After that, I'm just gonna <laughs> find a whiskey. You know, it's one of those things that, like, in a pinch, I will drink whatever. Like, I always tell people, like, a there's, there's a lot of bars <laughs> really outside to. of the Midwest. Well, like this area, every bar's got bush light now, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you go a little bit outside, and then the, like a bar doesn't have bush light. I'm not gonna be the guy. Like I always say, like, would you rather me be like the lame guy who's like sitting in the corner not drinking because you know they don't have yeah. a push light, or am I gonna try and find something else? And mm-hmm. so that's always the model that I do what I can to get uh, the buzz going. But yeah, it's a tough situation. I don't know if I can commit to a seltzer or a IPA. You just go thirsty. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just I'll drink the I'll drink the like mouthwash instead. <laughs> the buzz. The, the old, the old your way from and your breath will smell good too. Yeah, and you smell good too. It's like uh drinking peppermint schnapps, you know? Oof. Yeah. Double double whammy.
4: All right, I, I have another personal question. In your opinion, can you make jorts out of skinny jeans?
3: Yeah. I mean like skinny jeans, the, the part that sucks about skinny jeans is that it's so tight at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. So if you just cut that part off, I think you're good to go. So That's it's true. okay to do. Yeah, I would say so. All right. Our, what the, we have our own pair of jorts that we made um, that have our branding on them and stuff like that, and we're working on a second iteration. And the second iteration, I'm trying to taper a little bit more so they're like, you know. So. Fitted. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're not like skin tight or anything. Yeah, they look.
2: They're, they definitely would look nice with the New Balance. I think I've seen
3: them. Yeah, yeah. They're yep. like perfect dad shorts. Exactly. Um, I'm actually a big, uh, I like the, the seam on the bottom, you know. It, it's uh, a lot of people like the cut jeans look where it's like the frayed bottoms oh, Yeah, i like the the nice just a nice that, that's
2: i think what makes them like those are dad because <laughs> if, <laughs> if they're, they're like frayed it's dad, like yeah you know little redneck maybe you're going to we fest yeah, i don't know it's a, mm-hmm. a
3: music festival right yeah yeah. yeah yeah yep depending on how cut short you cut them i guess yeah but,
4: yeah with the seam you can wear it a little bit more less casual more well, fancy. you can wear it
3: to church you can wear it to you probably can wear it to a funeral in some <laughs> cases you know but uh, depends. If you, got the, if you got the, got fr- the, yeah, exactly. If you got the frayed <laughs> bottoms, I don't know. Not as it's like this guy's here there. to party. Yeah, yeah. Is this guy yeah. here he wears his cut off his cowboy hat. Is he at WeFest, You know. So
5: another question: Can you wear your mowing shoes for a subject other than mowing?
3: Yeah. So you kind of have to have a lineup, right? You kind of have to have your like cleaner, nicer pair. That maybe doesn't touch the lawn at all,
5: reserved for the funerals yep. and the birthday and then, parties.
3: And then you have a medium pair that you do some yard work in, but you also wear out and about of the town. And then you have your pair that was used to be the nice pair that just <laughs> right. eventually went down and is now the yard work shoes that's got the green, the permanent green yep. stains on the outside of it. And, and uh, are, uh, yeah.
4: are they all the same? It's the same shoe. Yeah.
3: The what is it? New Balance six seven. Got to look and see what you're wearing. Now. Uh, wearing <laughs> cowboy boots. Wearing cowboy boots today, but the, <laughs> the New Balance like six seven nine or something is. What so it you is. basically that's yeah. a good when, model. Don't get yeah. the yeah. six seven eight. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't know what it's six something. I don't yeah, know what yeah. it is. So when you get a
4: new pair, then it starts at the top of the rotation. Well, mm-hmm.
3: here's, yeah. The thing is, you don't ever throw a pair out though. Okay. So, so gonna, then
4: you basically just have a bunch of mowing pairs, then.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you go, you do one of those things where you don't throw away. You're never gonna wear this the the worst pair, right? No, but you can't throw them away because what you, if you might <laughs> need? Them. What if there's an apocalypse <laughs> and you need that extra pair? You know, like that's borderline border that's so stuff. True. <laughs> Mike's over here, like I never throw anything away. <laughs> Also, I f- feel like sometimes I grew up in the Great Depression because I'm like scared to throw anything away, especially like content-wise. Like, what if I threw away something that would be great in a video later? You know, mm. and then so you just got hella yeah. hard drives. Well, yeah, but like it's more so like, uh, like clothing items and stuff. Oh, like, no. there's also like I have the original cutoff that I wore in the first dad video. Right. I'm like, I can't throw that Sentimental. out. Sentimental. Yeah. yeah. So then, then now I've just like got build up and build up. My fiance is like, dude, we have to start throwing <laughs> stuff away. Otherwise, this is going to be a mess. You know, we, don't, we ran out of room. Well, that's why you're uh, building a bigger warehouse. Yeah, trying, to, <laughs> trying to just fit more of my junk in there. But
4: So your merchandise is extremely relatable yep. for like the people that watch your content and the Midwesterners that want to buy it for either themselves or they want to buy it for a gift or something. You got funny sayings, right? Yep. Have you always, has that always kind of been the model?
3: It started when when we started creating merchandise. I was like, we don't have a big enough audience, and people don't care enough for people to want to buy a shirt that says "You Betcha" yet. You. Yep. And mm-hmm. so we started just making almost like beer gear, you know, just <laughs> mm-hmm. sayings that were you know people were love. People were already buying Bush Light merch, but then they could buy one that says "The Nectar of the Gods" instead of right. Bush this time, or you know, "The Boys Are Buzzing" or whatever was kind of the approach behind that. Um, so we do have, you know, you betcha stuff and we've kind of gone where the, you betcha stuff is things like the jorts or a fishing shirt. That's like not a graphic tee. It's kind of where we've gone a little bit with the, you betcha. Like functional you're saying? Like, yeah. Or like, like like breathing. If you thought about like a, like, you know, take Carhartt, right. They're not making that many graphic tees. They're making a sweatshirt. They're making a vest. They're making whatever. Doing some stuff like that that's you betcha branded and then have the graphic tees be sayings that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you bet your fans will like, but also if you have no idea who you betcha you is, you might still buy the shirt too. Yep. And that's kind of where we've gone with like our retail merchandise and being in Fleet Farm and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that. That's that's the oh, way to
4: do it. You're in Shields too, right?
3: Yeah, we a uh, little bit of Shields, but but mainly it's high V and Fleet Farm. Dude, I'm so um, jealous
2: of you guys. Oh, you betcha. You betcha it just he can live on forever. Like it's
3: yeah, so good, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're trying it's to its do. Own Hopefully, thing in it can, yeah. Hopefully it can It well. I'm sure
5: you are, almost are kind of growing into the character that yeah. you portray. Like, and sometimes I, you you I portray actually, the dad, and and you're getting closer well. to that.
3: My fiance hates it. Like, <laughs> like I'll, I will get up off the couch and do some <sighs> groaning, and she's like, "Dude, you gotta stop doing that. You're not doing the videos right now. Like, <laughs> you're too young for you to be turning into an old Dude, man already." Yeah. Uh, such a blessing
2: though, because most people, um, you know, you get famous for for doing some sort and some sort of thing. But you grow out of it.
3: Well, and that's what you're like, growing into. it. Yeah, that is, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you are. Yeah, that is, that is. I'm, I'm very I'm, envious. I'm using that actually. That's a good. Create something you can grow into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually at the beginning battled a lot from going from being the bush light guy to trying not to be pigeonholed to just being the beer guy, mm-hmm. but maintaining that roots of being the bush light guy, but then also becoming the you, bet you guy and having other reasons why people follow us instead of me mm-hmm. just doing beer reviews or yeti reviews and that's kind of where our skit videos and the dad character started and all mm-hmm. that so
2: like obviously you got your midwest content that's relatable but then you're doing doing stuff like uh during the super bowl I saw you had the super bowl I don't I can't remember the title it yeah, was yeah. every super bowl party ever or something yep. Yep. like
3: that right the it's, whole
2: united states doesn't matter if you're in california or whatever that's well, applicable,
3: and, and when we started doing the the videos like that, it was like Midwest this, Midwest that, and then we kind of started realizing like it's just we don't even have to put Midwest mm-hmm. in the title anymore. It's just Midwest because the way we talk mm-hmm. and what we do is Midwest now, you know. And and I think that's kind of been the maturity of our page of like realizing that if we just say mm-hmm. like you know every Lake Day ever, we don't have to say Midwest Lake Day yeah. anymore because mm-hmm. it's right. like well everyone just knows that's what it is, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of something
2: we've done too, is like, like our, our thumbnail and title of our video is maybe revolving around some kind of action sports thing. But then once you like get into the video, there's like two or three other whole segments or bits in the video that are just, you know, it might just be humor. Like Ken spends too much time on the toilet. So we build him a reclining, you know, yeah, I was, I you was know, was like, one, yeah. like just things that you don't necessarily need to You
3: still use that by the way. <laughs> i i took I one dump in it why yeah
2: it was it was pretty gross i'm not gonna lie we got the chair at goodwill well, so you actually did
3: do it oh yeah oh Use it. yeah it was <laughs>
2: dude it was kind of tough because like your my leg li- like my kind of dangling a little bit i'm kind of <laughs> short it was gross though like i was worried if we would have kept it any longer we a lot of our friends like to come over for just a party or whatever yeah, hang yeah. out on the weekends that would
3: have been Pissing bad. Pissing
2: all over the side of it. i have been disgusting.
5: I didn't want
3: to assemble it. I don't. I didn't take it down, actually. Whoever did it, good job. Yeah. Oof.
5: It's hard to flip up the toilet seat One One thing
3: old. that I think that, like, you guys have done well is you obviously have your storylines of what you're going to do. But then I think all the side bits are what your audience comments yeah, on and what, what they love the reoccurring the most. bits. And yeah. so I think that that's smart. Like, mm-hmm. it's like drink, <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. keep that going. And then it's like... You know, I'm going through a cold red phase or a live wire phase. Could be a good switch up to the Mountain Dew look. People are maybe leave it as an Easter egg (laughs) so your audience is like, wait, was he drinking a cold red this time? Where's the (laughs) regular Mountain Dew, you know? Yeah, they would catch it. They would.
4: Ideally, we get to the point in our YouTube career where we can just take a picture of Big Ken and go, new video today. And it pulls a million (laughs) million views. Because people are like, "Well." I don't really if care he, what if he's doing involved. Really it's going ridiculous, ridiculous or, or what, just some, yeah. No, you know, it's just like it doesn't really matter what the title or thumbnail is. Yeah, people are going to mm-hmm. just click on it because they know it's going to be funny, good yes. content.
3: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I think you know to applaud you guys. You've you've done a really good job on YouTube, where it's like if you, I like to look at the quality of views on the internet. Right, you have like TikTok or like is like the cheapest views you can possibly yeah. get. Yeah. Right, like. Yep. You could literally just accidentally get a million views on there, mm-hmm. right? Then I think Instagram's harder because it's, like, not as, like, there's a feeds It's a little bit of, tougher to get discovered. Yeah. I think Facebook's probably on the cheaper end because there's the share button that goes into everyone's feeds and all that stuff, whereas Instagram you don't share. You have to send it to one person at a time. All right, yeah. Um, all this stuff. And then I think YouTube is probably the hardest because – YouTube, people go there to just watch videos, not to interact with their friends and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff. You guys are, like, competing for, you know, if you're thinking about... the the television. Yeah, like, if you're thinking about Netflix, it's like everyone has a Netflix show, and everyone's competing for the, you know, popular, like, the top ten and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, more competition that way, and I I think it's it's definitely harder to get views, so I, I applaud you guys for... Figuring that out and and crushing it there because it's it's definitely tough and we're still trying to figure it out. I will
4: thank you, thanks yeah. man. We've been doing it for five years though, you know. Yeah, kind of, and it, that's all we focused on was well, just I, YouTube. I think that that's a just figuring very, that
3: out. Uh, like, if especially if you have people listening that want to do what you guys do, like that's maybe the biggest like lesson they can learn is like everyone was like, oh, well, I don't have a thousand subs in a year, like I suck. It's like. Well, no, it's just because it's hard. Yeah. You just got to keep going, you know, yeah. and I think that that's a lot of times um, you can get lucky and, and have something pop off or whatever, but a lot of times it's just like it may take five years to get yeah. to a million subs. Especially you know? after something pops off. You got to, you know,
2: be keep ready them. to put the work in and then keep them there and then keep evolving, keep getting better.
3: Like, Well, that's like uh, I always say, like, after the Spotted cow Bush Live video, your first thought is like, this is sweet. I, yeah. we got a million views, right? <laughs> and then like the next day I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, shit. If I'm going to do this for a job, I got to figure out how to do this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how I did it the first time. Also, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, I better get to work and figure this out. And I think that that's like the tough part, right, is like mm-hmm. figuring out how did we do it in the first place, how do we get to the next one and all that. 100%.
4: Yeah, that's what makes the greats really – great is because they're able to recognize, you know, that they had something special and then they put in the, put in the work. And then for you, which we're still trying to figure out is how do you build the team around you?
3: I think that that's where I, you know, I did get lucky is that my brain does work a little bit more in like a business sense. And so I was like, it's one thing to get views, but it doesn't matter if we, if you don't, if we don't know how to monetize them and that's where the merchandise thing came about. And that's where, you know, Finding a good agent that that can do brand deals and all the other stuff so that you can focus on creating the content. You have a team around you that handles all the stuff that helps make the money and stuff like that. And I think that is like the next step after like figuring out how to get views is then like, how do you monetize it? And I mean, you guys are doing a good job. Like, you guys got this awesome facility. And I got, yeah, I, uh, it's cool to see it online and then come and see it in person. Like, I think uh, you're saying that some guys are like, oh, it seems a little bit smaller than I thought. Yeah. I actually thought like it's this is like cool. And like, I don't know, the shipping containers and like I you guys are like, yeah, oh, the ceiling's kind of low in here. I'm <laughs> like, that's actually kind of sweet. <laughs> like, I like that. It's like feels like you guys have been grinding and kind of piecing it together and doing that. It's fun.
4: Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. It's always cool to have another creator over here and then we can kind of bounce ideas off of each other. Mm-hmm. Have you found that? being from the Midwest or being from Fargo, there's like really not any kind of content creators or really people doing what you're doing. Do you think that you're limited on resources at all?
3: I've had a lot of thought of like, you know, can you run a media company out of Fargo? Yeah. One opportunity is, I think it's kind of the Midwest in general is there is a lot of talented people out there and we just got to find them and put them on. I think it's, maybe some growing pains and being the trailblazer of you create that in this area of the country, you know, it does suck. You got to fly everywhere if you're going to go mm-hmm. somewhere, but luckily Fargo's airport's big enough to where you can get in anywhere right. within, you know, eight hours or yep. whatever. And I truly believe that we can build something special in Fargo. I think it's a growing city. I think it's going to have more and more stuff happening there. And if we can be kind of a part of that, too, helping it grow is a a cool thing as well. Um, Plus, I got, you know, it's like the Midwest values, too, of like, I got all my family and friends are in this area. So it's like, you know, to move to a different area of the country for... Our, my business seems like, okay, right. well, I w- wouldn't be as happy because, you know, you got your family and friends here too. So that's something to think about as well. And, you know, that's part of the reason, too, we are talking about the stand-up show at the beginning. That's also not great for your family life to be spending 10 weeks on the road doing a comedy tour either. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm also trying to make sure I make decisions that are good for the long term, yep. of like me and my future family and all that. So I think that Fargo's a good spot. I think it's a great place to, I mean, even here in the lakes area, it's a great place to like raise a family and do all that. So the best I'd say, yeah. High quality of life, low standard of living, which is nice. You can make the same amount of money on YouTube as a creator. Who's in California exactly. and you could have, you know, I think three about times the size yeah. building. You could yeah. have mm-hmm. two times the amount of toys to mm-hmm. do stuff with, but just because you live in this part of the country and that's a big deal too, of like even Charlie lives in Milwaukee in the, it's just more expensive to live there. So it's like we can do more stuff and all that. So that's like another added advantage.
2: We, just like you, use everything in our area to our advantage. And we have that almost a one-up on people because they don't have the opportunity to try to use that. But uh, Like if
3: you guys tried to buy like 40 acres in California, it would cost you an arm and a leg. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be
2: able to do it. We wouldn't be able to afford it, yeah.
3: So it's like also another cool advantage there too. I think
2: the hardest thing for us, and, you know, we're a little bit more out of the way than Fargo. Obviously not as convenient, but we just can't find, like, a really good editor or a t- couple editors. And, yeah. like, you know, just we'd have to train them. But what? it's like we need to find the right person first. Go look at local
3: news. Like, mm-hmm. news, news people? the editors who work at local news stations. You kind of robbed uh, <laughs> one of the local news stations of one of the guys, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it's not my fault that they're paying them 20 grand a year. You know? Right. Like, and they probably, it's all probably the, a fuck ton of work sitting there all day. All, all we did was put out a job listing and they apply. It's like not us stealing anyone, but it's like, well, of course they're going to leave. If you're going to make them work till 10 PM and pay them 20 grand a year. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. all we did was offer them a, uh a, a Livable wage and they're like, of course, they're going to come work. And they're happy there. to yeah. come work here. But, yeah But the reason why people who work at local news are so good for internet content is they're so they're used to pumping out a con- lot of content in a short amount of time and good on like quick turnaround deadlines and all the other stuff. And you could teach them the comedic timing at times or whatever, right. and you can kind of teach them that stuff. Build the story. But if they just have such a good work ethic because they're used to being run into the ground because <laughs> they're getting paid twenty grand a year and. And working 12 hours a day, you know, so I, I think that that's like, I don't know, I would, love yeah, because it's all like, right. that's the stuff you yeah, just put out, like, a you just
2: put one out right in town, like a job listing, yeah, or how'd, like you, just, how'd, you, how'd you do
3: it? And that's like, really, yeah, I, and I'm with you, like, that was my concern when I started is like, is there going to be enough people that understand how to create content and all that? And it's people are people, you know, like the people who live in. LA and New York and all that. They're not any different than the people here. Mm -hmm. Just people aren't, don't know that it's even a possible job, you know, Mm -hmm. like people don't know that they can be a content editor. Right. You know, like they're just like, Oh, well there's no jobs for that around here. And so I think that, um, I think there's really, I think there is talent, a lot of talent in the Midwest just got to kind of be like polished up and found basically. Have you tried to delegate
4: most of your like busy work? Off on the people so you can just focus on, you know, what you do best?
3: Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, it's definitely the – I've had to learn how to, like, not micromanage and just say this is the end goal of where we want to get to. Like, you can just go figure that out now. And I think the merchandise is a good example where I told Ryan, I go, if something is wrong with our merchandise side of the business, it's not anyone's fault but yours. So, like, giving them ownership there where it's like, That sounds like a little bit like no, that's true, that's true. But doing that with Ryan, I think, was like a big step for us, and and it like, I don't ever have to think about that other than like the designs that we come up with Mm -hmm. and the promotional stuff. But the operations of you you betcha merch is all run by Ryan, and if some if packages don't get to people on time and we have people complaining in the messages or whatever first place i go is to ryan and say what's going on let's try and fix this it's right you know what went wrong so i think that that's kind of where we're getting to Yeah, good but, for
2: you that's the that's our next thing is just getting that yeah. and i think once we really get that we're going to just dial in i mean when we really started taking off everyone always thinks that like you quoted the jesky jump it really didn't blow us up on youtube it just made local news so everyone locally right. thinks yeah. like, locally Mexico, popular. like oh yeah they they jumped this jet ski and they got all these followers, you know, right from that. But it actually was just like an average video. But anyways, as soon as we started really planning.
3: It was like, that was just like funny because it was like, I remember people being like debating, like, you know, like, you know, should they have done that? Or like, was it an innocent thing? Like, you know, like it was mm-hmm.
2: very innocent because the <laughs> farmer that owned the pond and the other, it was a dirt road. Yeah. He was there watching. He no, loved it. His whole well, family. I, I know. I, I'm i on your guys' side, on yeah, that, yeah. by
3: the way. But it's just like funny because it's like. I remember people being like, Did you see that? Like what do you think of it that? It was
2: great for like locally. It it got us a lot of uh, notoriety. But uh I think it there is some misconception to it. Yeah, you know, no, like one I, b- thinks, I believe yeah. that, yeah. Um but, <laughs> but like
3: but you also have moments, right? Like we blew, we had a good following before we did our husband's a target video. Mm-hmm. But then like there was that was a moment that brought us to another level or Probably. brought more notoriety to this and that we're like there's a whole portion of our audience that yeah. really like don't even care about our bush like content all they care about is the stuff that's similar to i swear that's some of the like best that. stuff
2: because it's just like us we start taking people from the snowmobile industry they they start watch, they click because of the snowmobile video and then they're like ah, oh, i kind of liked how they were joking around with each other yeah. and then they they come back and they watch a dirt biking video or maybe they come back and we're chopping the roof off a limo. I don't know, but just goofing
3: a, off. I got a funny story about last time I rode a dirt bike. Oh, Yeah. So I don't ride dirt bikes, by the way. I don't. I'm. I am. Uh, I'm much better on just solid ground. <laughs> uh, I'm scared of heights. Okay. I. Uh, I don't. Once I'm airborne, I panic. This you is know? when Ken's going to come in. I'm yeah. not saying he's good at any
2: of these things, but <laughs> he'll do it. I, I panic in the you air. You think he will? You, know, you think like, he'll do it? Maybe he loves <laughs> yeah, them. You're, you're his favorite maybe, content maybe creator. for him. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't do it for us, but maybe you. So last <laughs> time on.
3: I rode, a, I had a buddy who had like a little mini track, right? And it was, I don't know what size dirt bike it was. It was definitely wasn't the big Haas. Right. But it wasn't like a pit bike, right? Okay. It was somewhere in the middle. And I'm just like, you know, going around, just riding, whatever. And then I turn the corner and there's like a double jump. Right there, I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm sick of living my life, Stop being being a total like wuss. Like, I gotta, I gotta try it, right? You know, and I, you know, I, I don't pin it down, but I start going pretty fast. First jump goes well, airborne, land. What they don't teach you when you don't know shit about uh, <laughs> motor sports and all that is how to land, not having the throttle going <laughs> oh. because I panic in the air. Right. So I'm not thinking about the throttle, <laughs> You're just whiskey throttle. Right? So then you just landed and it just took off on me and like, I made it to the next jump and I just went flying. <laughs> Your bike, body wasn't positioned. Yeah, right. Bike went flying. I went <laughs> flying and like. You do the thing – I mean, you guys, do the, after you fall, you try and get up and act like, oh, that's cool, you know, but your whole, like, dignity is hurt. You're embarrassed. <laughs> your right leg is like – oh, yeah. So that was the last time I was on a dirt bike because I ate shit on a double jump and had no idea what I was doing. So now I just like watching it on the internet instead of living it out Fair in my life. The go-karts are fun, though. I've, I got a buddy who's got some go-karts that those are fun to rip around on. It was always too, like, growing up, I loved watching extreme sports and stuff like that, but I just, I, you know, I, I got a pair of, I remember I got a pair of uh, uh, inline, like, aggressive Why did skate- I know you were going to say roller? <laughs> <laughs> I almost interrupted you, yeah. but I... <laughs> like, it's got the, like, little... I knew you say yeah, yeah, So you can, so so you you can, can grind, grind bar, on yeah. the rails. And I had a... A buddy, match. buddy in the neighborhood who had his own grinding rail, and I got those babe suckers on, <laughs> and I rollerbladed over there, and I went for one time, and I ate shit so bad, <laughs> and I never did it again. So yeah, I, I love the idea of doing that, but I never, uh, I, I can't. I'm just more of a football player. G- Look, man, give me I a would, ball. I'm better with a <laughs> ball. I would and, stick to making jokes if you don't. Have, <laughs> yeah. If you don't
4: have to yeah. risk your life or risk uh, breaking a bone. Yeah, I would just make people laugh on the
3: internet a different but, way. Like, I mean, watching Nitro Circus shits fun, all that other stuff. The stuff you guys do. Um, what do you guys think of Nitro Circus? Do you know those guys yeah, at all? You you know, we
2: actually just the podcast that comes out tomorrow. We were just in Utah with Greg Godfrey. Yep. He's the founder of Nitro Circus, yep. and he produced all of it. That's sweet. Um, yeah, 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 he's a, he's actually a, a good buddy of ours, and that's awesome. We're, we're buddies with his kids, and yeah. He's a nice dude. Very nice. Sweet. He's got
4: good stories. Those guys are actually talented, though. You know, like, they created a show off of doing extreme stunts and skill.
3: Yeah, like Travis Pastrana Mm -hmm. is actually doing double backflips. Right. 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 Not by accident because he flew off. (laughs) No. no, Not just whiskey
4: throttling it off of the jump. (laughs) You know?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, that was... That was not good.
2: That's the thing, though. We're not, like, super skill-based. Like It's more the a, lifestyle. Another right? misconception. They think we're so crazy or whatever, but realistically, we just ride just as good as everyone else that rides frequently. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yep. But it's yep. relatable. Yeah. And we, we just, just make jokes. camaraderie
3: of yeah. it. Right. Like, I can't drink more than a lot of fans that I meet. <laughs> I'm right? sure. Like, they always challenge me, and I'm like, or, like, <laughs> they challenge me to a shotgun. I'm not gun. Steve. We'll do, I'm do like, it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I objectively cannot shotgun that fast compared to some of these people. Like I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah, they, like, like, race you. Yeah, Beach well, they, you, they think because I talk yeah. about beer on the internet that I'm, like, right. going to shotgun the fast, the mm-hmm. beer bong the fastest or whatever. And it's, like, I mean, if it's kind of the same thing, right? Of, like, you know, I mean, I can drink a lot of beer and, and do that, mm-hmm. but it's, like, I don't know. I One of my buddies, his name's Andy Janovich. He's a, he's a fullback for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, that guy could sit down and put down a whole 30 rack. He's, he's a big boy. Night. Yeah. He's just like, he. I can't drink more than him. You know? <laughs> it's has got to be like inconvenient, though. What, <laughs> to drink, have to drink that much? Yeah. To, uh, okay, more I expensive, feel like shit. you know? Yeah. You always got that one buddy who's a big lightweight, and you're like, yeah, but he does drink for cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has two drinks, and he's done for the rest of the night. But, yeah.
4: So, have you ever thought about getting into pranks, like messing with people because you're so
3: witty and quick? Yeah. yeah. Um we've talked about it. It's more so uh I would feel so bad inconveniencing them. Yeah. Yeah. The inconvenience plus it's also a little bit like not our style either, I don't think. Um like I would much rather do like, uh, have someone on our podcast and then kind of mess with them like dry, sarcastically that way, It's kind of like our form of a prank rather mm-hmm. than going up to a stranger and being right, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> your sole
4: objective is just ruin their day. Yeah, I think that's tough. We
2: don't or, like, go in to ruin someone's day with a prank, just no, to be clear. You said no, that. but it's you know, just yeah. the idea yeah. of it is funny,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I think that. I have the whole like Midwest nice brand, and then it's mm-hmm. you know you're yeah. like. I feel
2: like you could do it in a nice way. I'm not saying you should, and I understand exactly what you're saying, but almost just like you our, have this image where would it'd have be very to be more of like an
3: impractical jokers.
2: Yeah, type of you feel. could just be kind of
3: goofy, and there's, like, "What the heck's going yeah. on here?"
2: Type of thing. Like you're just being almost a little like, weird.
3: We've talked about like how funny would it be to like, or uh, we were going to the Penn State Iowa football game this last year. And we, like, we didn't end up doing it, but we are like, how funny would it be if I just did, like, man-on-the-street style? Mm. And the prank was that I just tried to work Nittany into the conversation as much as I Nittany? could. Nittany? So, the, the Penn State or the Nittany Lions. Okay. Like, what does Nittany even mean? I don't know. But okay. like, this would be funny just to keep being like, oh, yeah, Nittany, Nittany, man. So, <laughs> doing that, like, that would be maybe That'd the be great. style that I would go for is mm. more so, like, they're just kind of confused at what's yeah. happening. Dude, or- you totally could, because... Honestly, you have this image that
4: like is pretty unsuspecting.
3: Yeah, yeah, like just nonchalant. You're very, like, like, this guy isn't is out here messing yeah. with me. Yeah, Yeah, n- yeah. <laughs> yeah. just like that.
5: <laughs> the classic meow and Super yeah. Troopers. Yeah, yeah. 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 same thing. Yeah,
3: same vibe. That would be kind of our version of a prank God, if yeah. we were gonna do it. But yeah. well,
5: dude, we would love to have you
4: on if we do some kind of like prank where and it have, would maybe fit in. Yeah. Either have you working with us or you being the guy that we prank and then you know is pranking like the public
2: is yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're oh. like messing
4: with you and getting their reaction or something like that yeah you, we you, should figure something
3: yeah
2: out. yeah we should definitely stay open to that you might be too recognizable
3: around fargo i imagine uh, i don't yeah that's also one thing too like shooting in public sometimes is yeah. tough but it's not it wouldn't be too bad i don't think
4: is it tough for you to shoot in public like do you kind of get like awkward if you're Shooting like the patio beers and people yeah, are like
2: watching so you. Everyone's sitting now, there in
3: the bar like this. Yeah, so <laughs> now like you mess he, up and, and do one of those videos like, oh. again. Yeah, so I'm used to like doing videos with people watching now, mm. um, but it's mostly like just trying to get it done in an efficient manner and like not having people interrupting and stuff like that. Not that they're being rude, it's like they just want to yeah, chat, but right. they yeah, try and get this done. But also, like, lifestyle content's kind of like tough too because it's like. You know, I'm, if I'm trying to do something s- silly or whatever, it's like people are, I don't know. If you it's, mess up, you can't do another take or whatever. We kind of do a little bit of both and, and mix it in once in a while. But one thing that I want to get into that um, we're looking to do is like, you know, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri, mm-hmm. just doing the same version, but with small town bars. So not it. necessarily reviewing them, but just like highlighting the stuff the, that they the have, the stuff. cool stuff, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm at the roadhouse you, you yeah. highlight the bingo corner and, <laughs> and whatever and and talk about that and you make a joke about um my uh, my dad's construction company actually has a table there like okay. an advertisement like you know they have the advertisement yeah. underneath there and it's like the only advertisement they've ever done in their home <laughs> and it's probably because my dad's business partners like his buddies with the guy who owns it or whatever right. and and he just like guilted them into getting Kitting the table. One, yeah. Yeah. So, so wait, um, do you
5: sit at your table when uh, you go I to the have, Roadhouse? Do I you have. sit at the table or do you leave it open for people to no, come and see?
3: That is actually a good point. Because <laughs> every time I go there and it's open, I'll sit at it. But then I'm like, <laughs> you're right. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Because then it's not getting any more advertisements. Now n- that's smart. Mm-hmm. We got to get some of those You're, tables, it, it, dude. Did your, your Mountain Dew finally turn the <laughs> sugar rush came in? Thought, that's good thinking. Yeah, good when the Mountain now. Dew hits. Yeah. yeah. When the Mountain Dew hits.
4: <laughs> you should uh, you should do something with our big SEMA truck. Or have you seen our big no. truck? Oh, dude. I think you could do it, uh, some kind of fun <laughs> yeah, video with it. It's so, like
2: lift it. Like You'd probably sprain your ankle. I actually did sprain my ankle jumping out of it once. But oh, yeah. Is that yeah, the big yes, red wheels? yes. I don't know, you could do something funny with it.
3: Yeah, you guys have problems with it cuz it's like kind of not it's technically It's just super <laughs> illegal, <laughs> yeah. street legal. I feel
2: right. like if they pull you over and they're just going to like,
3: "Ah, he's a good guy." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, if the you ever one need guy it. He's trying to make a point, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah I, mean, I mean, you could do like a guy who lifts his truck video. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying yeah, is you yeah, could
2: yeah. use if you need yeah. to use it, take it, or if you ever want to hit another dirt bike
5: jump, we're ready.
3: i'm good i'm good maybe the next life i'll try it again
5: we're cracking up at the uh when you did with charlie he was in the kayak yep, and then you were on the jet ski slamming energy drinks
3: yeah that was in this area actually that one was a completely improvised video so when we get to me and him get together our videographers like get stressed (laughs) Because so many ideas we, are even if we do have, like, some sort of outline for the video or whatever, we kind of tend to just throw it out the window when we start filming because it is, like, so easy to just do, like, the improv. Because when you're with someone who does improv, like, and is good at it, it, like, makes it that much easier. Mm. And that one kind of, we are just like, well, the idea is just would be, like, it's basically, like, a green energy, like, yeah. health nut versus like a guy who's got the jacked up truck on a a jet ski or whatever. It was like the mentality and like, let's just go do it. And then the premise was, but at the end, they end up becoming friends and they ride the jet ski together. And then we just filled in the blanks, like out on the water. Even it was like, yeah, so that was kind of interesting. We like
5: that's when everybody says, "Oh yeah, you should work with that guy." I go every scenario I see, it would be him making fun of us, <laughs> yeah. like we're the
3: guys being yeah. made oh, fun yeah. of. Yeah, like was-
5: you're you're fishing, and we're like the douchebags in the wake boat going by, making waves, making it no, hard to fish. Like-, like it could work.
3: Yeah, I know what you're saying. I like doing that. Like I mm-hmm. like wake surfing. I actually own a stand up jet ski. It was I great. don't want to talk about mine. <laughs> you don't. I don't. Why?
2: It's been two. No, we gotta tell it now. I'll tell. The, I'll tell the short story of it. Uh,
3: like you, like yep. you enjoy it, or yeah, he, he it. loved it. Uh, I eight minutes.
5: Yeah, I loved it. It was sick. I bought a stand up jet ski, and then we were like filming with it, and they're like, "Do a backflip," and I am like, "Okay, I'll do a backflip." And then I kind of sunk it, not to the bottom, but it got water in the engine, and it hasn't ran other than the thirty minutes that I rode it oh and God. then tried to backflip well, it. Well, it was a backflip
2: jet ski. It's like the one it? that's made yeah. for huh. backflipping. Like, it's got yeah. a lever. You pull it, and it's supposed to do backflips. He surprises us with it. Well, is so he it- shows up. <laughs> Fourteen dollars he paid for this thing.
3: But, like, is it that? Because I know, like, jet skis, if you turn them over a wrong way, it can, like, ruin the engine or he something. Yeah, I don't
5: really know. I, I did the wrong thing, for sure. He almost right landed thing. on the backflip, though. I was, was very close.
3: impressed. Mm-hmm. See, I would not be able to do that. I'd panic, and then I'd it just would be folded open, and I would just eat shit. I'm
2: this. I'm the same way, but I would know if I buy a stand up jet ski that's supposed to do backflips. They're going to expect me to do a backflip on it, so I'm just not going to touch this thing. I'm not.
3: I'm standing clear. Smart. Pick your battles. Right. Mm -hmm. Say there. Yeah. Um. No. This. Well, the stand up too is like people don't realize how hard it is to ride a stand up jet ski. They get on it and they think, that, and then they end up, you can, you always see the defeat. Yep. They, just troll, they troll back with yeah. their legs hanging off the back because yeah. they couldn't get
4: it. Yep. You go into it with so much confidence.
3: Yeah. You're like, oh, that looks easy out there. Yeah. And then you get on it and you're like, oh shit, this is wobbly. <laughs> and like even turning sometimes is tough. And yeah. It's sketch but, going
2: fast on it too. Cause if you fall, you eat it. <laughs> <It's> like,
6: yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. So we got a plan. We're going to get you on a dirt bike. We're going to have you flipping Ryan's jet ski. <laughs>
2: All the stuff i'm just you exhausted <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're not busy today are it's you like guys i'm used to just sitting in a lawn chair all day you know and you guys are like having me wake surfing and jumping shit and
5: <laughs> yeah we play out a video and we make you do all that and we're like okay what are we gonna do for years like nothing man we're just gonna sit down have a couple beers yeah. and chat <laughs> yeah,
3: there you go i think this has been good yeah, yeah I, I appreciate been really you good. guys Thanks. having me i again studio suite i like the desk i like the setup and uh you know it's it's cool too to like see you know we obsess about stuff like the set and where the lighting and shit like that at ours so like to see you guys also put thought into it too is cool and um you guys are crushing it i appreciate everyone you guys having us on and uh yeah i think we both uh, just keep keep going the way that we're going and it's going to be fun to see in a few yeah, years absolutely uh, yeah, man, absolutely
2: yeah. i think this was our our perfect uh, merge our perfect collab was a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: just sitting, chatting, and, yeah. hang and hanging out. Now, yeah.
4: when, now when people say, "Yeah, go listen to the podcast." Yeah, there mm. you go. Yeah. I like that. Well,
2: if you're if you're out and about, well, you will be. You just got a cabin over here. Come come on over the summer and hang out.
3: Yeah, so I think we should do a video, but let, we just have to think on what makes sense yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And even well, if
2: we're, even if we're not crossovers. doing a video, though, come yeah. on over and we can yeah. bullshit or whatever. But your Instagram is oh, ou betcha right? Yep, so. Plug all your stuff. But
3: I did a really good job. So you say, oh, you betcha, right? But there's an extra H in there, a silent H. So that was really smart by me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just say it. So it's O H H, you betcha, on all the platforms. Uh, we got our own podcast, You Betcha Radio. Um, yeah. So that's kind you'll
2: of. Check them out, guys.
0: Honestly,
3: if you just search You Betcha, hopefully it will yeah, come you, up. Yeah, you'll get it. It will, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. All right. But, well, lit. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Peace.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.